about Rodgers that much? Is this something that I've been doing to the point? In Chicago, and he's doing this. I mean, that is what Bobby the Brain Heenan would call a ham and egger move. What the heck's going on in Champaign, Illinois with Brett Bielema? They, they have a real shot to get to. Frazier's got it! And the Big Ten Championship is in And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. We're going to save the uh, for tomorrow. We need Eric here. <coughs> Excuse me. And Eric Fry. <sighs> it's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Hey, welcome in. Welcome in to the uh, start of the lineup here on this Wednesday edition, December 6th, 2023. How's it going out there? It's a Travis Sparks saying Eric Fry is uh, back with me here today in studio. What's going on, my friend? Oh, not much, man. Just uh, ready to talk about some sports. And we uh, definitely will get into uh, some uh, sports from uh, last night at the uh, local level. And we'll get set for what's going down tonight on the uh, schedule, light schedule for high school. But we do have some junior high basketball going on, a sectional championship mm-hmm. spot of the state finals up for grabs tonight so we'll take a look at uh, those and we'll also be talking about uh, some uh, college of basketball on uh, the uh, show uh, as we uh, had a game right here on this station you heard it illinois and fau and we'll get into all that here as well and i'll also be hit up on a little nba stuff as well as the uh, in a season tournament Winding down, got the uh, finals on Saturday, Thursday as well, I believe is the uh, semifinals, and yep. uh, we punched two more tickets to the next round And you last can hear night. that semifinal right here on 99 The Game. Yes, very well, and we'll talk about that as well, and uh, we will also uh, check in on uh, the MLB uh, winter meetings as well and get Eric's opinions on all of that oh, in the yeah. latest there <laughs> and uh, i may not i might just lay out here and just give the floor to eric is everyone knows my opinions about the uh, winter meetings and uh, the stuff going on and it will be or the lack of stuff uh-huh. going on in the major league baseball uh, world so oh but travis there was there was uh, interesting yesterday yeah and everybody's kind of throwing their uh, opinions around and whatnot and dave roberts opens up his mouth uh-huh. <laughs> uh that that came out after the show was over and, so <laughs> and public enemy number one in chicago bob nightingale yes yes <laughs> but his reporting maybe is a good thing because sometimes he's wrong he's not the most accurate guy uh-huh. he's yeah. gotten a few predictions wrong 
before. So like I mentioned on yesterday's show, maybe not the most credible yes. uh, source there, but had a little fun w- with that with Mr. Nightingale. But uh, we'll get the uh, resident Cubs fan uh, thoughts on that uh-huh. coming up. So uh, stick around uh, for uh, that. But uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's uh, kick off of the uh, show. And uh, let's go ahead and uh, let's get it started with the uh, first segment. And the first segment that we like to call First Things First. Before we get into the show. First things first. And where do you think that we're starting? I told you yesterday what we were going to start it. I already called it, and I already called my shot in November, in September, whenever this game was announced as we're starting off in college basketball. We're starting off in New York City, the mecca of basketball, Madison Square Garden. And it was the Jimmy V Classic and a game that you heard right here on 98.9 as it was the uh, Fighting Illini taking care of business last night. Two points away from a hundo, 98-89 was the win for the uh, Fighting Illini. And welcome to the world, Marcus the Mask, his coming out party there last night. Career high, 33 points in the uh, dub last night for the uh, Fighting Illini over the overranked number 11. Overrated, you mean. Overranked, overrated, whatever you want to call it, as there were no match for... Uh, the tag team of Damask and Terrence Shana Jr. Go ahead. I'll let I'll let the Illinois fan go, and then I'll I'll <laughs> I'll chime in. You know, Marcus Damask uh, last night uh, was uh, phenomenal as uh, he had a pretty decent game uh, against uh, Rutgers, and he's been uh, pretty decent uh, so far uh, this season. But uh, last night he exploded onto the scene and had a, a career high of 33 points. The uh, transfer there from SIU. And uh, it was a great compliment piece. You, you love to see it as you knew that what you were going to get from Terrence Shannon Jr. As he did exactly what we thought. He had 33 points and he shows out at Madison Square Garden. And he said what he was going to do. Uh, he was asked about making the trip out east. And he said that it was a business trip. He wasn't going to go sightseeing or anything like that. And sure enough, business took care of business on the east coast. They got Rutgers on Saturday. And then uh, this one here in MSG and ended up leading the Illini. And uh, it was just a great win over a team that's coming off a Final Four, no matter how I want to slice it. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was just a a great win last night for the Illini. Yeah, it was. Travis, I'm I'm giving you the floor (laughs) because I don't want to rain on your parade. So that's why I'm, I'm, I'm letting you get all the goodies out. Before we dive a little deeper here, <laughs> and uh, potentially uh, go down uh, to reality, is that what you're? Is that what you're saying? I, I'm saying it was a great, great win for the Illini. The Illini showed up last night. They played great basketball last night. All I'm saying is, you still have to be realistic if you're the Illini. The team shot 63% from the field. They are not going to do that consistently. Yeah, Damascus was a. It was a great game for him last night, Travis. But he shot seventy-one percent from the field. The yeah. past four games, he shot 46, 40, 33, and twenty-two percent from the field. This is th- this was an out of body MSG experience. It was it, 
So, to me, as good of a win as it was, and it was a good win. I'm not saying it's not a good win. You beat, like you said, a Final Four team, a team that even I said on the show, not as good as last year's team, but they still were the Final Four last year. They were still ranked higher than you. Mm-hmm. So you could consider it an upset win. You beat them by nine points. That's a big, big win. Mm-hmm. Coleman Hawkins, nine points. He's playing, playing through an injury. He still played twenty six minutes. Yeah, but he was coming off an injury. He's missed the last couple of games. Ty Rogers, and he nothing? still wasn't one hundred percent. You know what you're going to get from Ty. He's not there to score. He's there for defense and to be the point guard. But what I liked the last night uh, from years past is that uh, this team showed the maturity of the team. That in years past, we've been young. We've been freshman heavy. Mm-hmm. We've been uh, sophomore heavy. But not this year. We went out to the portal and we got guys like Damask. And uh, we got leader. We got leadership. We got veteranship is what we needed and that's what we saw last night we saw the poise of that because FAU gave us a fight and there for a while we had a decent lead but FAU didn't ever go away Mm -hmm. and they kept hanging around and I think that in the years past you would have saw our immaturity but last night you didn't and I think that is another reason why people like me are, are excited uh, about the win last night is because we showed poise and we showed that we're a veteran team this time around Again, I'm not disagreeing with you, Travis. It was a great win last night. You're not going to get 15 of 21 from Damascus every game, and you're not going to get 10 of 14 from Shannon Jr. every game. You as a team are not going to shoot 63% every game. Well, yeah, I it's, will give you that. It's yes. not going to happen. And if Illinois doesn't shoot 63%, they lose this game. And we're not going to give up 89 points. Again, you would hope not. Not every I night. would hope not. This defense is better than that. You would hope so. This is the most points we've given up all year. Yes, but again, it's minus Marquette. It's the toughest team you've played all year. Yeah, and it was on a neutral floor. And it so. was on a neutral floor. I just, I, I know, I saw a lot of people on social media. I saw a lot of people everywhere being like, "Oh, Illinois is back, baby." It's like, let's look at the numbers here before we say we're back. If if Damask can keep this up, and I'm not saying not the pace he did last night, but if he can come out and give you 20 to 27 points a night on average, Terrence Shan Jr. does Terrence Shan Jr. things, and Coleman Harkins, Hawkins starts getting over that injury, starts getting better, providing more, and the, the bench gives you a little more. I wasn't happy with what I saw out of the bench. There wasn't a whole lot there. Yeah, I mean, you know, Luke Goody, he's, he's going to come off the bench with uh, Damascus sliding into the lineup or Gurriers. Yeah, and 23 minutes and getting three points. Yeah, I, but you're not going to get that every game from him either. He's going to he's gonna have more. There's there's games where he's going to be like last night, and then there's going to be games where he's going to make like four threes in the game. But we need consistency. Yeah. And that's that's all I'm saying. Yeah, definitely, no doubt. Is Illinois and Travis, we've talked about it all season. They play up for big competition. They do. And then they play down on teams they're supposed to beat. Mm-hmm. This was a big-time game on national TV. On ESPN. Against a ranked opponent in the world's most famous arena. Mm-hmm. It's a pretty big game to get up for. Yeah. I want to see what they do after this. Yeah. 
This is a game oh, that has bulletin board material. This is a game that has that. Now their next game at Tennessee. Yeah. I want to see what they do for that game because Tennessee looked pretty decent last night yeah. in their win. And then coming up in a, in a couple of weeks, you got you know Missouri. They're not great, but it's a rivalry game. And we saw last year what they did to us. <laughs> yeah. Embarrassing performance. And then the first of the year, you're at Purdue, and you have Michigan State. And I know Michigan State isn't Michigan State, but it's still Tom Izzo, and he scares me. <laughs> uh, is it in March? No. That I'm not scared of Tom you're Izzo. Not, you're not scared, no. No. Um, so there's, there, there's still, for me at least, some question marks. Yeah, I, I would agree with you that uh, the game against Tennessee, the game on Saturday, is going to tell you where the fighting line is and where, uh, how different they are from years past, whether that uh, maturity is going to come to fruition or not. Because remember, I mentioned yesterday when we were in the Jimmy V Classic, I think it was last year against Texas and in MSG, we ended up going out and we ended up laying an egg against Penn State. Mm-hmm. And that was a pathetic loss. And uh, Tennessee is better than yeah. Penn State. Yeah. So we'll just see what kind of performance they land on Saturday after the big win. And again, Damascus was amazing last night. But Travis, in his career, he has averaged last year, was his high mark in points for a career, 16.7 at SIU. That's mm-hmm. not the Big Ten. No. As Travis would famously say, welcome to the Big Ten, fella. That's not, you're only averaging 16.7 points in the OVC. Yeah. This year, he's averaging 12.1 points a game, including last night. Yeah. So, before I get on the bandwagon and say, March, here we come, (laughs) I want to see more consistency out of this team. Sure. Big win last night. But yep. was it a moment win or is it a year-defying win? Yeah. Those are the difference. Was it playing for the moment or is it this is a pivot point for this Illini team and going forward? Because let's be honest, Travis, minus Purdue, which has shown some cracks at times, the Big Ten's kind of wide open this year. It there is, is yeah. not a kind of usually the Big Ten we talk about being the best basketball conference in America. I don't know if I can say that this year. It's just kind of, you know, you have Michigan, you have Purdue, you have Wisconsin, who's currently ranked. After that, it kind of falls off. Yeah, it's definitely not as strong as So it's there for the taking. Yeah, sure. And it's something I would like to see out of this Illini team. But again, is this the pivot point of that? Or is this a moment in the season? I mean, even last year, towards the end of the year, I think we only ended up having a couple ranked teams in the top 25. So uh, I would agree with uh, the Big Ten not being as strong as it has been in uh, years past. But uh, it was the uh, Damascus show. Big win. Last night against FAU, and uh, so a good on the Illini to improving a 7-1. and one. We got that big matchup against uh, Tennessee on a Saturday, and like Eric mentioned, uh, Tennessee uh, did win against uh, George Mason, so calm the Jets there a little bit. Mm-hmm. 87-66 to uh, 66 was the final score. And you, uh, you talked, Travis, you talked about, you know, oh, this Illini team, you know, last night you're not going to do that. You know, you only put it, you know, giving up 89 points. This Tennessee offense can put up some points. You can. 
it makes me a little worried. I know they're only five and three. Uh, is Tennessee, but you know they have. Let's see. I think they have had a tough schedule. They they lost to Purdue and Kansas and North Carolina. Guess what? Those aren't bad losses. I was gonna say some pretty good. That North Carolina game they put up ninety two. The Kansas oh, yeah. game they put up sixty. They put up sixty seven against Purdue. Other than that, they put up seventy or more points in every game. Yeah, that North Carolina game was definitely high scoring. Right. Right. Uh, speaking of a North Carolina, they, I guess, were the. Or what other people were there to see. We weren't there to see it. But uh, North Carolina, uh, they end up losing it to UConn in the second game of the Jimmy V mm-hmm. Classic. 87-2 to as 76. The Huskies got the win. And uh, nobody does MSG quite like UConn there. They love they love playing there. Being on that stage, uh, for sure. So they picked up the win over the Tar Heels. Uh, Kansas, so they got the win over at Kansas City, eighty-eight to a sixty and nine. Uh, Baylor won over Seton Hall, seventy-eight to a sixty. Uh, Gonzaga all over Arkansas, Pine Bluff, one eleven at the seventy-one. Yeah, play a good team. One eleven, I know. Uh, BYU over Evansville, ninety-six to fifty-five. Oklahoma won over Providence, seventy-two fifty-one. Speaking of Wisconsin, they won over Sparty, four and four now in the season, seventy to fifty-seven. Wisconsin got the win for their sixth straight, mm-hmm. uh, and Grand Canyon pulled off the top twenty-five upset, if you will. Maybe number twenty-five, San Diego State, seventy-nine seventy-three. First ever win over ranked opponent there for Grand Canyon. So Ooh, nice reason to storm the court. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I was say they did storm the court. Uh, before uh, we move on from games last night, Travis, you mentioned Damascus, how he transferred from SIU. Must have been something in the air last night. SIU beat Oklahoma State behind thirty-two points from Xavier Johnson, seventy to sixty-eight. So yeah, they congratulations did. to the Salukis. They're on a big Big Twelve win. Yeah, definitely. Uh had that up mm-hmm. pulled up here so uh that game was actually in uh, carbondale it so was yes looked like it was a good time yes there for the salukis yep, yep, yep. picking up the dub uh tonight top 25 action uh, number 15 of miami is against uh, long island university didn't know there was a, such a thing yes. but there they are liu uh, Houston, number three, hosting Rice. So this one should be a good one. Number 12 at Texas against number eight, Marquette, in the Big East Big 12 battle. I'm not sure how that's going. I haven't calculated that yet, so okay. maybe well, I'll update that okay. later Thank if you're you. interested. Uh, number 24, Clemson against uh, South Carolina. That's a rivalry in uh, football. I don't know how much in basketball, but uh, number 13, uh, Colorado State. They're hosting in Denver, and DePaul is at number 21, Texas A&M, to finish up the top 25 slate in college basketball. Mm-hmm. So that was our uh, College of Basketball uh, talk, and uh, coming up, we'll stick with the basketball theme, and we'll hit up on uh, some local sports uh, that happened uh, last night. Didn't fare so well for our two teams that we cover here on our family of uh, networks, but uh, we'll talk about uh, those games as well as the others that were going on around the area last night. Up next on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. 
This is Lucas Kroening with a message from the FNM Fire Department. As a firefighter, I've witnessed the devastating consequences of vehicle accidents. Let's stay focused. Distracted driving kills. Keep your eyes on the road and off your phone. Buckle up. Seatbelts save lives. It's a simple action that can prevent serious injuries. Also, let's protect our little ones. Use proper car seats for children to ensure their safety. And always check the back seat. Don't forget about loved ones or pets before leaving the car. Let's prioritize car safety. Together, we can save lives. Imagine the possibilities with Teutopolis State Bank. This is Jerry Rundy. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk with your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Teutopolis State Bank. In Teutopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Cromwell Media Group Effingham, Illinois Market is looking for a board operator to join our team. In this role, you will operate the soundboard during basketball and football games. No experience is necessary as we will provide you on-the-job training. You must be 18 or older to apply. If you're interested in a flexible position that will teach you new skills, this job opportunity is for you. Email your resume to Eric Fry, Operations Manager, at eric.fry at cromwellmedia.com or drop it off at 405 South Banker Street, Suite 201 in Equal Opportunity Affirmative Action Employer. Finding great candidates to hire can be like, well, trying to find a needle in a haystack. Sure, you can post your job to some job board, but then all you can do is hope the right person comes along, which is why you should try ZipRecruiter for free at ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. Its powerful technology identifies people with the right experience and actively invites them to apply to your job. You get qualified candidates fast. So while other companies might deliver a lot of hay, ZipRecruiter finds you what you're looking for. The needle in the haystack. Four out of five employers who post a job in ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within the first day. ZipRecruiter. The smartest way to hire. And right now, you can try ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. Just go to this exclusive web address, ZipRecruiter.com slash free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash free. ZipRecruiter.com slash free. And now, Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. Former Indianapolis Colts linebacker Gary Brackett, the owner of the Stacked Pickle Sports Bar chain, has filed for bankruptcy protection. In the filing, all 10 of uh, Brackett's Stacked Pickle locations in Indiana and Ohio were forced to close after the pandemic. Brackett played for the Colts for his entire pro career from 2003 to 2011. He helped the team win Super Bowl 41 against the Chicago Bears. The starting lineup. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup. Starting off with the stacked pickle. The stacked pickle. How about yes. that? I've not been there. And I can't. I, I can't go now. Have not heard of it. Yeah. I, mean, I guess well, we can't go now. Nope. You'll never find out about I'll it. You'll never know. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. 
Let's talk about uh, some uh, local sports, some uh, local sports uh, from uh, last night. And we start out in the uh, two games that we were broadcasting uh, from as I was in uh, Newton and me and Dom were there to uh call the Newton out to my game and it was the Eagles who uh, flew high here as they got the uh, 10 point victory over Altamont and it was a uh, 56 to uh, 46 uh, the uh, final uh, there as Newton good uh, solid uh, squad there I think that they should uh, set it all over the broadcast and on social media last night as well uh, that the Eagles should make some noise in the 2A postseason uh, this year mm-hmm. and a uh, good squad there a deep senior squad uh there and they approved that uh last night that their uh height their rebounding was on point against the uh, indians uh there as uh, you know Altamont they had that great second quarter uh and they had the deficit down to just four at one point and uh, they could have cut it they cut it to one they couldn't just couldn't quite get over that last hurdle mm-hmm. to uh, get a tie or take the lead or anything like that and that turned uh, pivotal uh, there that Newton was able to uh, get that some of that momentum uh, back before the locker room and just like we talked about the line defense giving up 89 points not too many times you're going to see uh, the Altamont defense give up 22 points in a quarter yep. and that's what happened there in the third quarter Newton doubled them up 22 to 11 in that quarter and that's kind of really where they took control of the game and took control of the second half there for the Eagles and uh, they picked up a uh, win and uh, it was their fifth win of the season they're five and one now mm-hmm. and it was a win for the Eagles over the Indians yeah tough loss for for Altamont but like you said Newton is a really good team they I expect them to go far in the playoffs if they stay healthy and keep playing up to their potential after seeing them in Cumberland winning that Cumberland Thanksgiving tournament um, getting a win over over Casey to do it. I can't wait for that in conference play mm-hmm. between those two teams again. Um, but, yeah, to me, I think Newton may be, if not the one of the top five teams in our area right now. Yeah, I think so. I, I, I would agree. I, 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 at this point, I know it's still early in the year, but at this point in the season, I don't see another team in the area that has just looked as dominant top to bottom as Newton right. has. Yeah, I would agree. Uh, Parker Wolf led the way for Newton last night. He had a 16. Uh, Bergbauer was also in double figures. He had a few threes and a 12 points. Uh, Weber also had 10 points in the game as well. The double figure scorers there uh, for the Eagles. And uh, Altamont, they were led by uh, Dylan Elam. He had 18 points in the uh, contest. Uh, Kaden Miller had a 12. Eli, there was... Close to double figures, but he had a seven. Uh, McMahon away, he was in uh, some uh, foul trouble uh, there. He only had a three points in uh, the uh, contest. But uh, Coach uh, Niebuhr, was talking about how uh, Elam and uh, Kaden Miller, they were the most aggressive on the team, and they needed somebody else there to uh, step up. Uh, but just uh, couldn't quite get enough there from the uh from the Indians and uh, fell last night and they're three and one on the young season and they'll try to get back at it on Friday mm-hmm. for the homecoming game against the South Central and also the first NTC game for Altamont. Yes.
Yep. And uh, then uh, the other game that was on our uh, sister station uh, was the game that you were at, Eric, and that was uh, the uh, Cumberland Pirates and the uh, KZ Westfield Warriors. And KZ got the win here, 49-20. to 20. But here's the thing, Travis. If I was to tell you each team's field goal percentage, all right? Okay. And say that Cumberland shot the ball 47% and KZ shot at 46%. Mm-hmm. And I was to tell you both teams' three-point percentage and say both teams shot 25% from three and both teams shot 50% from the free-throw line mm-hmm. and that Cumberland out-rebounding Casey by three, mm-hmm. you'd say, well, that would be a, probably a good night for the Pirates. So, yeah. Unfortunately, Cumberland had 31 turnovers. Oof. So, yes, they shot better percentage-wise, but Cumberland as a team, Travis, in the whole game, took 19 shots. Oh, wow. That is all Cumberland took because of all the turnovers mm-hmm. and at the beginning it was it was a 9-6 game after the first quarter and Cumberland was right there yeah and in the beginning Cumberland would have turnovers but the the Cumberland defenders were able to track down Casey and at least make the transition buckets difficult mm-hmm. some blocks but at least made them difficult right then in the second quarter and in the third quarter Cumberland couldn't get back on defense quick enough and Casey just started pouring it on. Like I said, it was 9-6 to six after the first quarter, Travis. It was 26-10 at the half. 26-10. You saw it with Cumberland and Altamont. A run did in the Pirates. They had back-to-back runs where Casey had, I think, about 14 and then another run to start the second quarter, and then they had another run of about 17 to end the second quarter. So it was just not a good night for the Pirates. The turnovers just weren't there. Um, coach said after the game, you know, we're still a young team. Toughness. This was a game where we weren't tough enough. Um, Kelby Beerman got banged up early on in that game, and he said, you know, Kelby provides a lot of that toughness for us. Without him on the floor, we were missing some of that, um, especially against the Casey team, you know, that is very senior heavy, experienced, know what they're doing. Uh, Cumberland, not so much. So uh, this is another one of those where you take your lumps and you move forward. And it doesn't get easier for the Pirates taking on, you, you know, an NTC team in Nioga on Friday night. And you look at Cumberland, you know, minus the tournament, you look at Cumberland's regular season schedule, Altamont, the foul fest against Oblong, and then Casey, and then Nioga. That's a, that's a tough four-game stretch for any team. Mm-hmm. Let alone a team like the Pirates that's still trying to figure out what it is they're doing. Yeah. So, um, Cumberland was led by Harmon. He had eight points. Uh, no one else had more than five besides Caleb Beerman. He had five points. So, uh, it was just a tough night for the Pirates, and they'll move on and, and try to go to Neoga and, and see what they can do for homecoming there for Neoga on Friday night. Trying to spoil homecoming festivities there for. Well, they did it at Oblong Pal Hut. They're going to try and do it again. Uh Man, the the homecoming back to back homecoming Fridays for the Pirates. Wow, not their own. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, they already went through that with football. Yep. So uh, let's take a look at it uh, elsewhere from uh, last night. We had Tatopoulos pick up the win over a Paris, and that was a fifty-nine to two, a twenty-five finalized 
Topolis really got it going early on as they led 16 to nothing after the uh, first quarter. So it was shutting out the uh, Tigers uh, there. And they end up leading 34 to 9 at halftime. Uh, Gaddis was the only player in uh, double figures for the shoes because they spread their scoring around. But he had 23 in the uh, contest. Addis was right behind him with 9 points there in uh, Paris so they were led by Rogers he had uh, seven points in the game uh, the Macon County tournament in Argenta continued there it was Macon Meridian advancing over Central A&M 67 35 and it was Moreau Forsyth over the 16 Sarah Gordo 66 to a 33 so A&M and Sarah Gordo will slide into the consolation of bracket tonight uh, St. Anthony uh, they uh, defeated Cottonhead Beecher City pretty handily 81 to a 46 and just like Tatopoulos got off to an amazing start uh, so did uh, St. Anthony 32 points in the first quarter and they led 32 to 9 there after one quarter of play and uh, then uh CHBC actually outscored uh, St. A there in the second quarter, 24-21. to 21, But they uh, still trailed pretty good there on the scoreboard, 33-2. Uh, if I can do quick math here, 53. Mm. So uh, St. Anthony also uh, spread out the uh, scoring as well. Uh, Schmidt led the way. He had 23 in the contest. Uh, Brock Fierde had 17 in Westendorf. Uh, he had a 17 as well, and uh, Kalme, he led the way for uh, Cowden. He had 12, so did Wojcik, 12 points as well. Rough with 10. It was a uh, St. Elmo. I said that they were playing some pretty good ball yesterday, and they're still undefeated. A 7-0 and are uh, the Eagles, and they won over North Clay, 62-51. And uh, St. Elmo took control early on, 16-9 after one quarter, and they outscored uh, North Clay again there in the uh, second quarter, uh, 16 to 8 to take the uh, 32 to 17 lead at halftime. And uh, Schwab led the way for uh, SEB. He had 16, and Atwood and Wilhauer both had a 10 as well. It was Arcola getting the uh, win over Windsor's two straws as uh, they got this one a 60 to 45. Arcola led uh, by just two points there. After one, 13 to 11, they extended that out by outscoring the Hatchets by three at halftime. And then they took control there in the third, outscored the Hatchets 20 to eight there into that quarter. Um, it was uh, Phillips leading the way for our Cola. Brandon Phillips there, he had 22 in the game. And Miller was right behind there for the Purple Riders with 18. Um, and it looks like it was uh, Meinhardt and uh, Gracie for the Hatchets. Both scored 13 uh, points there. It was Dietrich over in Nioga, 72-49. Speaking of the Indians of Nioga, mm -hmm. uh, Dietrich, they uh, outscored him there in the first quarter, 24-12. to uh, 12. Extended that out just a little bit there at halftime and put up 22 points in the third as well. And a Gephar led the way for Dietrich. He had 24. Uh, Keck, he had uh, 19. Westendorf with 10. And Funiman with 10 points as well. Uh, Sheehan led the way for Nioga. He had 17. And Young also was in double figures with 11. Vandalia gets the uh, narrow win over uh, South Central here. As this game looks like it was uh, back and forth all game. But it was Vandalia getting the slight edge. 40-38. to 38. 
Uh, Robbins led the way for the Vandals. He had 14. Uh, Magnus had a 12 for the Cougars. And uh, Smith had 10 points in the contest as well for South Central. And we'll see them on a Friday night there in Altamont. Uh, in, in the, the Apollo Conference, it was Mattoon picking up the win over Effingham. And this one was a 71-246 final as Mattoon, they got out to the early lead of 21-211. But give Effingham credit, they uh, came back there as they actually outscored the uh, Green Wave 18-11 to get back in it there. And actually only trailed by just three at halftime, but a big third or big fourth quarter there, 21 to three, the Green Wave outscore the Hearts uh, there. Um, it looks like it was uh, Killian's lead in the way for uh, the Hearts. He had a 12 in the contest. Uh, Welding, he also was in double figures. He had 10 points in the contest, and it was Wetzel with a tw uh, 19 to lead the way for. The Green Wave picking up an Apollo win there. Uh, Muhammad Seymour got the win over Charleston, 60 to 43. Mount Zion over Alney, 57 to 29. Uh, Sullivan over Nicomas, 40 to 38. Tuscola with the win over Arthur, 79-33. Telona Unity gets the win over Marshall, 69 to 25. Terre Haute South over Robinson, 56 to 36. Shelbyville with the winner over Pena, 65-51. And we also had uh, SIUE a charter over Carlinville, 49-44. Civic Memorial gets the win over Gillespie, 71-35. Staunton over East Altonwood River, 52-36. Trent Wesleyan gets the win over Piasaw, 62-33. Auburn wins over North Mac, 41-35. Litchfield over Ramsey, 88-23. Final there. And Lincolnwood wins over Hillsborough, 60-57. And high school girls basketball from last night did have a couple of games here as Arcola and Windsor's Two Straws played that uh, girls guys doubleheader uh, there. And it was Arcola winning in the uh, girls game as well. And they got it done 59-52 uh, to was the uh, final score there. As Arcola, they had uh, the lead 13-2-9 over the Hatchets, but the Hatchets come back. And they actually uh, took the lead there at halftime, but Arcola won the second half to win the uh, contest. Looks like Kinkler led the way for uh, Windsor. 19 points for her in the uh, win or in the loss for the Hatchets. There's also a St. Teresa over at Cowden, Herrick Beecher City, 54 to 39. Cowden actually had the one point lead at, after the first quarter, but. Uh, St. T took control there in the second and fourth quarters, really uh, outscored CHBC 16-11 to and 15-3 to in the fourth uh, there. It was Rodman leading the way for uh, CHBC. She was the only girl in double figures there, 16 points uh, there. And we also had a matchup of NTC versus LPC as these two uh, programs went toe-to-toe. -to -toe. And it was Nioga coming away with the win over Tri-County, 71-59 to uh, 59 was the final score there. And this one looks like it was a close game, but Nioga outscored a Tri-County 20-14 to 14 in the third to kind of put that distance with them and the Titans. Uh, Richards, uh, she had 29 in the win for Nioga, and Campbell had 20 in the win, and uh, Armstrong led the way for Tri-County. She had 28 in the loss there. 
We also had a Sarah Gordo win over Macon Meridian, 55-41 in girls basketball, and also a Casey Westfield over OPH, 46-26. Schedule for tonight in boys basketball, the Macon County Tournament continues there in Argenta. It's the, tri- it's the consolation bracket, Tri-City against Argenta at 6, and Central A&M against Sarah Gordo at 7.30. Uh, we also got Villa Grove hosting Urbana University. Westville is at Heritage in girls basketball. Chrisman hosts Heritage. Moro Forsyth at Warrensburg, Latham, and Piasaw hosting Mount Olive. And also junior high girls basketball as well. At the eighth grade level, we got sectional championships uh, tonight in 1A, the Pena Sacred Heart sectional championship. It's Sigel St. Michael against Pena Sacred Heart at 630. The 2A St. Anthony sectional championship. It's Paris Crestwood going up against Altamont. At 6:30, all of these tip off at 6:30. By the way, Central A&M sectional championship. It's Nicomas versus Whitehall North Green. 3A Pena sectional championship. It's Tatopolis against Arthur. Vandalia sectional championship. Auburn versus Litchfield. 4A Muhammad Seymour sectional title. Muhammad Seymour versus U- University Park. And the Chatham Glenwood sectional championship. It's Chatham Glenwood against Mount Zion. There tonight. In eighth grade, girls basketball trips to the state tournament on the line there. That'll wrap it up for a local basketball. But coming up next, we got to continue with the basketball theme. And we'll talk about uh, some NBA and a couple of teams have punched their ticket to the next round of the in-season tournament. And we'll hit up on that coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Hey, son, how are you feeling? Uh, I'm fine, Pops. What's on your mind? I just, I can't explain it. Navigating without a compass, eyes waiting, started to wander. Metamorphosis, lost of who you thought you were. When your kid can't find the language, help them find the lyrics. Listen to the Sound It Out album and get tips and tools to start a conversation at SoundItOutTogether.org. Brought to you by Ad Council and Pivotal Ventures. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Naders. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. In Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Hey, it's Amanda, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A nugget trays is that they're so easy for the holidays. They're warm and flavorful. It's always a crowd pleaser. When I put down a nugget tray, everyone is happy. Hey, this is Brian, and a little thing I love about the Chick-fil-A nugget trays is the joy that it brings to me and everybody around me during the holidays. They're warm, juicy, and delicious. Cater the holidays with Chick-fil-A today, available on the Chick-fil-A app. Real guests pay for their testimonials. 
You already know Prize Picks is the most fun you'll have this football season. But now you can play during basketball season too. Just select two or more players, pick more or less on the projected stats, and place your entry. You could turn $10 into $250. Right now, Prize Picks will match your first deposit up to $100. Visit prizepicks.com slash play now and use code play now. That's code play now at prizepicks.com slash play now. Must be present in certain states. Visit prizepicks.com for restrictions and details. And now, Eric Price, Sports Center update. The Colts reportedly believe they could get wide receiver Paris Campbell back from injury before season's end. Campbell underwent foot surgery after catching a touchdown in the Week 6 win over the Titan, ta- 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 Texans and has been working to return since. The starting lineup. Welcome back in uh, to the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks here, and that's Eric Fry stumbling and bumbling through the uh, Sports Center read. What? They, they need to get uh, similar teams that have the same name out of the same division. Titans, Titans, Texans, and Texans. Hmm. Both start with T's. Get them out of there. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. St. Louis Blues go for a home-and-home sweep of the Vegas Golden Knights when the two teams meet at Enterprise Center tonight. The Blues beat the Golden Knights 2-1 in overtime in Las Vegas on Monday. Tonight's game begins at 8 p.m. College basketball from yesterday, Missouri State lost to Middle Tennessee at 77-73 in overtime. Tonight, Southeast Missouri State hosts Harris Stowe. SIU Edwardsville welcomes Green Bay, and Western Illinois is at home against Coe College. St. Louis Cardinals lost some ground in the MLB draft lottery yesterday. The Cardinals were tied for the fifth worst record in Major League Baseball in 2023, but they dropped two spots back to number seven. The lottery will only affect St. Louis's spot in the first round. Cleveland Guardians earned the top spot in the draft. Chicago Blackhawks picked up a point during a 4-3 shootout loss to the Nashville Predators at the United Center. The Blackhawks continue to be in last place at 7-16-1. They host the Ducks. Tomorrow, the Chicago Bulls go for their third win in a row when they host the Charlotte Hornets at the United Center tonight. Bulls are coming off a 124-118 win over the Pelicans on Saturday. Chicago is 13th in the Eastern Conference at 7-14. Tonight's game gets underway at 7 o'clock. The White Sox are bringing in the best player from the KBO. ESPN reports starting pitcher Eric Fed signed a two-year deal worth $15 million for the South Siders yesterday. Fed played with the Nationals from 2017 to 2022. They spent last season in the Korean baseball organization. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. It's Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center read. KBO MVP going to the South Side, Travis. KBO. Hey, he was 20 and six with a two ERA. How about that? That's not bad. KBO legend. KBO legend going to the South Side. Why? <laughs> Don't know. Who knows? Fifteen million dollars over two years. I hope the White Sox are competing by then. <laughs> Uh, probably not oh, no. if they're looking to uh, trade away a ace pitching. Yep. Well, they, star. they he's expendable now because they got a new ace. There's a uh, new ace in town, Travis. There you go. I guess so. Eric Fred. Feed. We'll get to that uh, MLB uh, news oh, and yeah. rumors uh, today. Uh, so we'll coming up in just a. And we may need the pod for it too. Minutes. Oh, we'll definitely will. I figured we will. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, we won't spend a lot of time on this, but the uh, in-season tournament continued there. The quarterfinals was uh, last night, and the uh, Bucks. They got the win over the Knicks, ending the Knicks' chances at the in-season tournament title. 146 to 122. Giannis, 35 points. Did not get a triple-double. He was two rebounds away. He had 10 assists, though. So it's kind of odd. You don't see a guy miss out on the rebounds. 
on mm-hmm. a triple double mm-hmm. by Giannis did. And also it was the Lakers punching in their ticket to the uh, semifinals in the end season tournament as they won over the Suns 106 103. Uh, LeBron, I just said it again. He was two rebounds away from a triple double 31 points, 11 assists, but only eight rebounds. Yep. But uh, Lakers do come up in clutch time with the win to advance. KD at 31 in the loss. So there you go. The semifinals are set tomorrow for the in-season tournament in Vegas. You got the Bucks against the Pacers, and you got the Pelicans and the Lakers following that. So there you go. Yep. In-season tournament, semifinals, and we'll have championships. Championship on a Saturday for the in-season crown. Pacers. I know they're the two seed coming into the tournament, but uh, being the Celtics, good run. See if they can take down the Bucks. So, Travis. Uh huh. Um, if you if you win this tournament, do you get a first round buy in the playoffs? Uh, no. Do you get the number one draft pick? Uh, no. That's kind of why this is happening. So do they don't get, get it. Do you get home court advantage throughout the playoffs? No, but you do get a, a nice fancy trophy. Oh well, then by golly. I'm sure money is involved as well. Well, of course there's money because <laughs> they may make they may get a million dollars for winning the tournament, Travis, which is chump change to most of these NBA guys. Every little bit helps. Three thirty Thursday is the first game. We'll have it on ninety nine the game. You know, the Trell Spearwell said it back in the day, he only gets paid however many millions of dollars. That's not enough to feed his family. Well, yeah, that's true. So I don't know what you want to do. I I just this tournament is a bad idea. Mm, I just want to. I haven't seen anything about what what's the court gonna look like on the uh, on Vegas for these because they've had the fancy uh, court designs for the tournament mm-hmm. elsewhere. But I guess we'll see on that coming up tomorrow. There with the final four in the end season tournament. Oh, don't even put that word out there when you talk basketball. The final, final four. No, 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 no. It is. It is not the final four. <laughs> it wishes it could be the final four. Mm. Yeah, but uh, but it technically is in the in season tournament. I don't. I don't know what else you want from me. Uh, so that's uh, enough time that we need to uh, spend on that because we need to uh, get to uh, some uh, baseball here and uh, some uh, winter meetings uh, talk and the uh, latest there from the cold stove that is the winter meetings. And so we'll talk about that to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. What are you grateful for this holiday season? Here at Ruhal Auto Body, we are grateful for you. We would like to say thank you to all our customers and to let them know that by choosing Ruhal Auto Body for their collision needs, they have made 2023 a gift worth unwrapping. The staff at Ruhal Auto Body would like to wish you and your family a wonderful Christmas and the best new year. Ruhal Auto Body, located on Route 40 between Effingham and Tutopolis. 
Our clients' success is our success. When you're in business, planning a marketing strategy and keeping up with marketing trends can be tough. At Cromwell Media in Effingham, we get that, but we're here to help. That's what we do. Current marketing specialists at Cromwell Media in Effingham have years of experience helping local businesses grow. We've built many great relationships. Sound like something you'd like to be a part of? Cromwell Media offers a great opportunity to work with local businesses to help them grow. Experience is preferred, but we'll work with you if you're not. Main thing is to build relationships and to help people. We have the tools it takes to get you to the next level. So if you're ready for a rewarding career, we'd love to talk to you. Full or part-time positions available. For more information, go to effinghamradio.com or email your resume to sheila.myers at cromwellmedia.com or drop off at 405 South Banker, Suite 201 in Effingham. Equal opportunity, affirmative action employer. And now, this outpouring of love for Tom Brady is what we are beginning with today. Everyone showering this man with love and goatness. How about it? The starting lineup. Almost every single one of Brady's Super Bowl has been clouded with controversy, and that seems what people are forgetting. And let's not forget that so a couple Super Bowls were gifted to him. The tuck rule, the... You can't blame him for the referee stuff. You can't blame him, but he benefited from it. Okay, everyone gets a call. And they benefited from it last night as well. Which which rule? Which which one of those penalties? Whenever the Chiefs are holding, that is so ticky tacky. Come on, so it's many a Super Bowl. Let them play. On ninety-eight-nine, the game. Welcome back in to the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9. Only here on 98.9, we're just say a little bit uh, longer. And we'll have to continue the rest of this conversation in the uh, podcast. So make sure you download that wherever you find your favorite pods. Because we got to close out with uh, some MLB cold stove news from the winter meetings. As we get to today's rumors and today's rumblings. Uh, in the pod today's uh, confirmed but we need to uh, take a look at yesterday's action because we had uh, Eric wasn't on the show yesterday yes so kind of recap the the stuff that went on there yesterday so so basically nothing happened yesterday until late in the afternoon right when Dave Roberts Mm -hmm. was asked about Shohei yeah. And Dave Roberts said, oh, we met with him a couple days ago. <laughs> yeah. And then mere moments later, mm-hmm. the brass of the Dodgers totally denied it happened. And he checked his oh, phone. The GM said that he was surprised that, he, that Roberts would that say he that. he talked about it. Mm-hmm. Now, me, being the Cub fan, <laughs> before all this, it was announced through various sources, the Cubs were out on Otani. Or their interest started. Their, their, their uh, interest is their, starting Or the running was starting to wane. Yes. Uh, because supposedly, supposedly, balked at the price. Mm-hmm. Didn't want to pay him over 500 mil. Which I found absolutely ridiculous because we've heard that for a month. That it's going to take at least that much mm-hmm. to sign him. Right. 
So that was puzzling to me. Then the Cubs um, president of baseball operations goes there. He hadn't been in Nashville. He just got in yesterday. And he does a press conference saying, I don't know where that report's coming from. We haven't heard anything from Otani's people. Yeah. Then Craig Council is interviewed asking if he has reached out to Otani. And he says he has not. Then he asked. He was asked if the front office has reached out to Otani. And he said, I have not reached out to Otani. I have not talked to him. Hmm. Now, a lot of people took that as the Cubs are out. Yeah. But if we remember, Travis, this whole time, mm-hmm. secrecy is what Otani wanted. Yeah. Him and his management team didn't want people talking about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was reported by Jeff Passan. The Giants, it was reported before winter meetings, met with Otani, and he was there at San Francisco. Mm-hmm. He was in Toronto's tr- spring training facility in Florida, and now we find out from the Dodgers that he's met with them. So as I'm going to bed last night, Travis, I'm thinking, what a great move by the Cubs. They're <laughs> yeah. not talking. Exactly. Doing what he asked. They're doing what he asked. Mm-hmm. This is great. And if you remember me, the internal optimist, <laughs> when it comes to the Cubs, I still believe they're in on Bryce Harper. I mean, here we are five years later. I still believe I they're mean, there. The Cubs do need a first baseman. They're still in on Bryce Harper, I think. So, but... As of this morning, Travis, well, so that was yesterday, really. And then the Cubs, president of baseball operations, chased down Bob Nightingale, who posted that the Cubs were not in on this. And no one knows what was said, but they know he had stern words for him. (laughs) The report then got edited by Nightingale to say the Cubs balked at the price according to a Cubs official. (laughs) So... Then it has come out since this morning, Travis, uh-huh. that he had stern words for him. The Cubs, um, why am I drawing a blank? Is it Henry? Henry, I think it is. Um, I don't know who you're. I know. I, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank here. Um, it has come out that it wasn't the Otani news that he was upset with Bob about. It was including Christopher Morrell. In trade talks with the Rays. That was the issue. Mm. Had nothing to do with Otani. Right. So, even though, Travis, I am the internal optimist, and I believe they're going to get it, <laughs> I'm done on the Cubs getting Otani train. You're out. I'm off it. Mm. I don't think it's happening. It has come out this morning that the Otani expects to make his decision by the weekend. Mm-hmm. Um, so... To me, I I think, and it's what we all feared, and it's what we all hated, and it's what we all didn't want, I think he's going to be a Dodger. Yeah. I think he's going to be a Dodger, and all of this dragging our feet was for nothing. Well, it's going to be really for nothing if he just goes back to the Angels. Well, yes, I mean, that would be really for nothing. But (laughs) even so, people predicted the Dodgers in July. Yeah, And so all the secrecy doesn't matter. Everyone waiting to make moves doesn't matter because he ended up going right where everyone thought he was going to go from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And that just to me is boring. And that's not what we all thought this was going to be. 
Yeah. And it affects the trickle down of everyone else. And, you know, we're up against the clock. So I'm I, I'm going to save it. But make sure you download the podcast over at FKMRadio.com because I have a lot more to say about this and where the Cubs stand and how I'm not upset about it, Travis. Yeah. I'm not upset about it. Yeah, maybe uh, maybe that's the the right feelings to yes. have. Yes, yes. Uh, but we'll discuss that more coming up in the uh, pod. But coming up next here on ESPN Radio is uh, Carlina versus Joe. And, and then following that is uh, Freddie and Harry. So enjoy the rest of your ESPN Radio afternoon. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Oh, <laughs> welcome back in and welcome to overtime of the uh, starting uh, lineup and uh, coming up here in overtime we got some more of that MLB stuff to uh, head up on as well as we have some of the state in uh, sports yep. history yep. as well and uh, just whatever else with that uh, comes to us here some some random news yep. and notes I think yep. so uh, before we get to uh, the rest of the MLB talk is there anything on sports center that you want to hit on uh, Trevor Lawrence has a high ankle sprain so it'll be reevaluated yeah, later in the week that was confirmed by Schefter yesterday uh, the Giants are going to start Tommy DeVito on Monday night of course they are. Yeah. Why would they not? That's right. Um, Ramon Stevenson has a high ankle sprain as well. He may be out a few weeks. Mm. Um, Red Sox, as you mentioned, traded Alex Verdugo to the Yankees. So, yeah, those two teams that are sworn enemies made a trade. It's just the seventh trade between the two teams in the last 50 years. Yeah, wasn't there like a f- other famous swap that they had? Yeah, I think it was uh, Babe Ruth. Oh, yeah, Babe Ruth. Babe Ruth. He ended up being all right, I think. Babe and, Ruth. Um, NCAA is looking at rule changes uh, to allow D1 schools to enter into name, image, and likeness deals directly with athletes. So basically, the policy would change the NCAA's business model that prevented schools from providing any non-academic-based compensation to athletes. So mm. we'll see how that goes. Basically, at that point, Travis, college athletes will be getting paid. Aren't they getting paid now? No, because they're NI deals through sponsors. These would be directly through the schools, from my understanding of it. Hmm. So you could get an NIL deal, for example, with Illinois, and Illinois would pay you. Because right now they can only pay scholarships, basically, the schools themselves. There's boosters that can pay you and sports programs that can pay you. But the school itself cannot pay an athlete. Mm. This would change that and make it so the school itself can pay an athlete. Mm. Interesting. And so at that point, the kids will be getting paid. They will be professional. I would say professional athletes. And... To me, Travis, that means there should be no excuses why we shouldn't have college sports video games. We will. We Same. will. In 2024. Yep. It's coming. I hope. And that's it. That's it. 
Alright, so, uh, yeah, I was just looking here on the side of uh, things that uh, when the college football season came to an end, uh, the portal became open and quarterbacks just switching all over the place. Ohio State said that their quarterback's going to hit the portal, the Oklahoma quarterback's going to hit the portal, and I saw yesterday there was a rumor that he could be headed to Oregon. Uh, that Oklahoma quarterback once uh, Bo Nix graduates. So the portal's wide open. And naturally, Illinois has lost a couple of players. Of course. As well over the last few days. Cornerback uh, is going to uh, hit the portal, uh, a defensive lineman as well. And uh, the tight end is going to declare for the draft. Mm. Tipper Ryman is going to go drafting. Mm. So he hired an agent. Well, does nothing's, that nothing's official until. Well, does that really him. matter now with know. the NIL stuff I anymore? Know. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't think so. Yep. Bub. All right, so I don't think I have anything else except for uh, this date and uh, baseball. So uh, before we end, uh, with, let's just end with baseball. So. Uh, what's this day in sports history? What right, do you got for us This day today? in sports history, on this day in 1992, Jerry Rice records his 101st receiving touchdown, breaking the NFL record for career receiving touchdowns. He wasn't nearly done, though, adding 96 more before retiring, 197 career receiving touchdowns. Yes, the GOAT. Yes. On this date in 2000, Antoine Jameson of the Golden State Warriors and Kobe Bryant of the Los Angeles Lakers each scored 51 points in the Warriors' 125-122 overtime victory. It was the first time in nearly 38 years and only the third time in NBA history that opposing players each scored at least 50 points in an NBA game. Mm. On this date in 2010, LeBron James and Dwayne Wade had their first signature moment as teammates with a fast-break dunk that led to that infamous photo with Wade with his hands out, LeBron dunking behind him. There it is, right here. Yep. I got it pulled up. Yep. That happened against the Bucks, by the way, back when the Bucks were nothing. It did, those ugly Bucks uniforms yep. there. Yep. <laughs> and the Heat black bad guy jerseys. Yeah, that's when they were. Uh, enemy number one. Yep. And finally, on this date in 2014, in his first career start, Cardell Jones throws for 257 yards and three touchdowns as number five Ohio State routes number 13 Wisconsin 59 to nothing in the 2014 Big Ten Championship game in Indianapolis. Even though it was only his first career start, Ohio State would end up making the playoffs. So obviously, missing your quarterback is not reason to be kicked out of the playoffs. <laughs> that is your sports center. Yeah, and you know, I saw something yesterday that I thought was uh, funny that I didn't make the connections until uh, after the show was over. Uh, all these quarterbacks that are hurt in the AFC, mm -hmm. in the AFC playoffs, so that should make like these sort of backups. Uh, absolutely. So If we use the college football playoff model, they wouldn't be good games. So... I mean, yeah, I could see the Jags out, Steelers out, Browns, Colts. Bengals would be ineligible. Mm -hmm. It means the Jets could get it. Oh, no, they're on their backup quarterback. Uh, yeah. Maybe not if Aaron Rodgers returns. That's true. So for some reason, uh, Pat McAfee was in New York the past couple of days, and they had that sit-down interview. Mm-hmm. They're actually live in studio. Yeah, and Aaron Rodgers was upset about what they said about. Yeah, upset about yep. uh, Zach Wilson. The reports the about leaks, him. Yeah. And the reports. Yep. A uh, 
campaign against the media. Yep. For Aaron Rodgers. What a shocker. Well, I mean, it's it's kind of what I said a long time ago when he signed with the Jets. Like, he was mad about the media in Green Bay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what did you think that this was going to be in New York, for goodness sakes? This is New York, bro. There's no uh, there's no flat ground here. You're in the bright lights. You should expect that. Mm-hmm. But <sighs> either way, I don't think he's going to be happy about anything. So. Yep. All right, so uh, let's uh, close out with more MLB, with more MLB stuff. You got more stuff to say yeah. about this uh, Otani and uh, the Cubs being out of it. Yes. So. Um, basically, Otani is going to announce this weekend. All reports are he's going to announce this weekend where he's going. It is I down to four. So. I would hope so. Cubs are not included mm. in his four. So, again, to me, they're out. Yamamoto is coming to New York on Monday to meet with the Yankees. Mm. He is expected to make his decision next week. Yeah. He has to sign by New Year's. So he's on a little bit more of a time crunch. So as much as he was waiting, everyone I see everyone saying, I wish this would have been last week all this was happening. But that's yeah. the way life goes. And the big thing, Travis, mm-hmm. Juan Soto. Yes. It has of this moment that we are doing this podcast has not been made official. But the Yankees told the Yes Network to block out time at 2 o'clock for a special hot stove report. All indications are they are getting Juan Soto. They're clearing out time for today? For today at 2 o'clock. That's 2 o'clock Eastern. That's 1 o'clock our time. So by the time you hear this, it may already be announced. I think so. So Juan Soto is going to end up being a New York Yankee. Hmm. Now, back to the Cubs thing, because the Cubs were supposedly going to go try and pivot to Soto if they were out on Otani. That is not going to happen. Cubs fans do not want to hear what I'm going to say, Travis, but I think Uh this is the most logical thing. At this point, it also came out this morning that Scott Boris says says that Cody Bellinger is going to sign for more than $200 million. Wow. Which I do not believe one bit. <laughs> I He was amazing last year, Travis. I, I You have to do that for two years for me to say yes. Mm-hmm. Now there's people saying, oh, well, he was injured, and now he's healthy, and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Uh, 200 mil, that's a lot for That's him. a lot. If I am the Cubs right now, mm-hmm. and this is where I'm going to upset a lot of Cub fans out there. Uh-oh. If there are any listening. I would not trade for Tyler Glass now. Mm-hmm. I would not trade for Cease. I would sign Reese Hoskins. Yeah, that's a good move. I would look at getting a back of the rotation starter. Not a marquee name, but... Maybe you open up the channels with Marcus Stroman Mm -hmm. and see if there's any interest in coming back there. Yeah. But at this point, Travis, I think if you are the Cubs, what you have is what you have. 
you're not going to make a big move. Mm-hmm. And that I know is going to upset a lot of Cubs fans mm. because this is now multiple years where, but we were favored or we were, we were projected or we were rumored to be in on these players. Mm-hmm. Yes. That's the way life goes. Sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it just doesn't work out. You don't get the biggest fish. Not always. Sometimes you try. At this point for me, Travis, I am not trading for Tyler Glass now for a one-year contract. With no guarantee yeah, he's resigned. I, there is no guarantee that he would resign, but it's, I, I think he, he, you at least got to ask, and if you, you don't want to give up what they're asking for, then sure. Here's why I wouldn't. You almost won the division with the team you had. There's no indications the division's getting better. No. But I guess that goes to the argument of do you just want to win the division or do you actually want to Considering that last year win the World Series, win the pennant. Considering the last goal? year the Cubs were not supposed to make the playoffs and you missed the playoffs by a game and would have made the playoffs if you had played well down the stretch. Mm-hmm. When they were supposed to be nowhere near the playoffs. You overachieved last year. Mm. I still think next year is when the window opens. I'm saying 2025, not 2024. I still think the Cubs are a year out. You look at the fact they have a top five farm system. They are still, to me, a year out from being a legitimate contender. Yeah. So if you're not going to get Otani, you're not getting Soto, I don't feel like you should trade pieces of that top five farm system for one year rental on Tyler glass. Now when you may not compete next year. Yeah. I would stand pat Mm. and I would get upgrades where needed first base DH bullpen bullpen starter Mm -hmm. and focus my money and attention there as opposed to try and get the big shiny new toy. Yeah. And I know, again, that's going to upset a lot of Cub fans. But we're still a year out. Would you have been a year out even if you signed Otani? I think yes. Because Otani would have used up so much of your money, you couldn't have filled those knees elsewhere. Otani would have made up for that one game that you missed out on the playoffs. He probably would have. So the problem, the, the problem is, is if you sign Otani right now, there's no one to catch the ball at first base when it's hit to shortstop. You may not have enough money left. Exactly my point. <laughs> this could be a good thing. As crazy as that may sound, it could be a good thing. I am okay with missing out <laughs> on Otani and Soto and Yamamoto. Because the NL Central, as we've talked about ad nauseum, is the weakest division in baseball. Yeah. The young players you had on that Cubs team are going to keep improving and getting better. You hope. There's no guarantees. You hope. Mm-hmm. I still feel, because you're still going to have this money you have now that you were setting aside for Otani, you're still going to have it next year. 
sure. for whoever the free agents are next year. Yeah. I know it's not Shohei Otani. I get exactly. that. He only comes around once every blue moon. I understand that. And I'm not saying I wouldn't have been happy if he did sign with the Cubs. But I think you also have to think about it logically. Sure. And you you look at next year, Jan Gomes will be a free agent. So, you know, that's another, you know, contract that comes off the books. And Travis, there's still the fact that the Cubs could still trade for Pete Alonso. We've heard that multiple times. Yeah. If not, he's going to be a free agent next year mm-hmm. as of this moment. Third base, I know a lot of Cub fans were like, oh, well, we need to upgrade at third base next year. Alex Bregman could be a free agent. Yeah. Juan Mancada could be a free agent. And then designated hitters, you know, Ozuna, Jimenez, Soler, all projected to be free agents at this point as we're sitting here. Starting pitching next year, Corbin Burns, Shane Bieber, guys who are going to be free agents as of right now, next year. All guys you can go get. Freddie Peralta. Right. Well, there's been talks about Burns on the trading block, Bieber on the trading block as well. So if they would get traded, so maybe they would immediately sign an extension. Possibly. Possibly. And I'm not saying that – and the Cubs have been included in those talks. I don't want to give up the farm for a one-year rental when I think you're a year away from competing. Yeah. That's my thing. I want to wait. And and to me, Travis, that is what made the 20, you know, from 2015 to 2018 Cubs what they were. They waited to pull the trigger. They let Bryant come up and Baez and Contreras, and they didn't get rid of those guys. Mm -hmm. They kept them and Russell. They kept them. Right. Even when they could have traded and gotten a bigger superstar, they kept them mm-hmm. because the window wasn't open. And then when they needed to, they went out and got the smart signings they needed to at the right time Yeah, to make it all work. And they made the right trades at the right time to make it work. But they didn't give up on those young players to try and get somebody right now. And I feel that is what they need to do. So, again, I, I'm not saying I'm not going to sit here and lie to you and say, oh, we didn't need Otani. Every ball club in America would have taken Shohei Otani. Right. But it's not going to happen. For mm, Chicago, yeah, at least. Like it. Looks like not. And so, if it's not going to happen, then I'm okay with making small moves because the division is nothing. Yeah. And I see a lot of people on social media being upset and saying, oh, the Cubs just think that Craig Council is going to be enough. Well, maybe they do. That's why you paid him all the money. Yeah. Maybe they do because I tell you what, Travis, you mentioned about Otani being on the Cubs and how they would have won, made the playoffs if he was there. Craig Council's managing. They probably make the playoffs too. Potentially. I mean, you don't know that. but And you don't know Otani either. Oh, well, yeah, I do. No, you don't. I, I do, though. But you don't. <laughs> there were just some bad managerial decisions that happened down the stretch with the bullpen, and Craig Council is very good at managing his bullpen. 
Yeah. So well, I, it also helps when you have like three or four closers in your bullpen too. Oh well, yeah, so. that's true. I feel like they're a year away. I'm okay missing out on these big free agents. No, I think that's the I think that's the the right move. Sometimes that you don't get the flashiest of players. Uh-huh. Sometimes you need to do what needs to get done to fill your holes that you have. The cardinal way. Needs. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, you get it. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I know you would understand. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So I don't know what everyone was sweating about with this Shohei guy. I know. We, we, we were never in contention for him anyway. You weren't. So, so. Um, now. I'm going to say all that with a caveat, Travis. That caveat being if the Reds get Tyler Glasnow or Dylan Cease or Shane Bieber, then maybe you do have to make a decent move to counter that. Yeah, I think that I saw something where the Reds are trying to get a package for Cease. I mean, a lot of people. That's a lot. Yeah, a lot of people forget that the Reds were two games out of the playoffs. They were only two games back. Of making mm-hmm. the playoffs. Yeah. So, as far as teams competing, I'd put the Reds right there with the Cubs at the top of the division. And I still am leery about the Cardinals. Because it can't... It, I don't see what happened last year happening for multiple years. No. The talent on that team is too good to have that happen. Yeah. So I still think the Cardinals, as much as we've made fun of them for the signings they've made this offseason, they haven't been great. Let's be honest. Yeah. I still Except think, for Sonny Gray. I, yes. I still think they can contend and win the division. Mm-hmm. But I also think that there is no team in the NL Central that's going to get 100 wins, and you'll be lucky to have one get 90. Hmm. Yeah, it's definitely uh, need a couple more pieces away in the bullpen for the Cardinals to uh, call this a complete, I don't want to say a failure, but uh, incomplete grade on the offseason there uh, so far. But uh, I did see at least baseball get talked about on first take this morning and uh, Stephen A. Smith throwing uh, his two cents into the ring. And I retweeted this, and I think that it's a good – kind of summarization of everything and why I kind of went on my mini rant there about all the rumors and stuff coming out and whatnot, hearsay and the secrecy of Shohei Otani's free agency. Uh, J.J. Watt said, uh, athletes that go public with their free agency tour, the media, look at his ego, all about themselves, attention seeker, blah, blah, blah. Uh, athletes that try to keep everything private, the media, specifically ESPN, Buster Olney's article of Shohei Otani is doing himself and the sport a disservice, and Stephen A. Smith blasts secrecy about Otani's free agency. Can't win. Nobody can win anything. Nope. Nope. Everyone's going to criticize something. Got an inflated ego if you go around to try to people to court you, but if you keep it in secrecy... It's doing the sport a disservice. Whatever, Buster Olney. This is this wouldn't help baseball if Otani would have went on like a big public tour or whatever. It this is Otani's decision to have it all in secret yes. and whatnot. And uh, everyone's making a big deal about it. he didn't even want to uh, relay the name of his dog yes. when he was announced as MVP. And good for him. Yeah, I mean, in in a society today where we know everything about everybody, yes. or we think that we do. Travis. Gosh forbid someone trying to keep everything private. 
we're I'm gonna I'm gonna use an example from our outside sports world. You and me are fans of the entertainment of sport. That has been ruined for us by social media because we know everything that's happening backstage before it happens. Mm-hmm. It's nice not to know. It's nice to wonder. And media writers are just upset because they have nothing to write about for three days. guess so. It's true. And that's all it is. Mm-hmm. They wanted a story. They yeah. needed a story and they didn't get it. Mm-hmm. Fair to Otani because he's the one who decided that. Right. And as as we've talked about, he may have known a week ago where he was going. Sure. But he's going to announce it on his terms at his time. Mm-hmm. Not whenever everyone else wants him to. Yeah. Which, Travis, you look at one of the most of our generation liked athletes who made a decision like this. And did it in a public place at a public time when he was told to and made a big media deal out of it. And LeBron James became the villain. Exactly. Yep. You can't tell me that it didn't factor into this for Otani. Yep. Maybe it potentially it could. Maybe it's uh, Otani himself. Maybe it's his uh, team that he has. Around or a combination. Him, or a combination of the two, yeah. And Buster Olney did kind of mention that in his article uh, there on ESPN. Uh, one of the last paragraphs I screenshotted it to uh, talk about here. Otani is entitled to his privacy, of course. And as we've seen with other sports, employment choices made in the full glare of fan attention can go wrong. LeBron James has excelled in his handling of his career. Yeah, excelled in the handling of his career, huh? But you wonder if he would broadcast the decision again if he had a chance to do it all over again. And guess what, Buster Olney? He has said that he would go back and he would change it, and he would not do that. Yep, I was going to say, he said that. There you go. He would go back and do it differently. You look at last year, Travis, Aaron Judge announced immediately what was happening. And people, and he, that he resigned with the Yankees, and people were mad about that. He didn't let the process play out. He didn't give other teams an opportunity. Well, and John Hemman also uh, tweeted out that he was going to go to the Giants. Yeah. And we saw what happened there. Yeah, exactly. We saw what happened with Carlos Carrasco, too. Yeah. Or not Carrasco, uh, Correa. Correa, yeah. But that was more like. Failed physical, I guess. Yes, more after than failed physical, after failed physical. How that guy's able to play, I'll never <laughs> he know. He signed with, like, two teams yeah. and then went back to Minnesota. And ended I, up. Shohei, can, he's earned the right to do this how he wants to because with the contract he's getting, this is the only time he'll get to do this. Hmm. Because, again, when he first came here in 2017, it wasn't as big of a deal. He wasn't the superstar he is now. No. And... Ten years from now, he won't be the superstar he is now either. Yeah. So he only gets one opportunity to do this. Let him do it how he wants. Exactly. You know, if he wants to announce his signing by going on social media and releasing balloons of the team that he's signing with, if Mm. he wants to do it by picking a name out of a hat, however he wants to do it, it's his right to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. And he has, like I said, he's earned that. Mm-hmm. So I I applaud Shohei Otani for how he's, he's done this because he's doing what no one else 
I would say has the guts to do mm-hmm. of wanting this to be private. And that goes back to when I was the delusional, optimistic Cub fan, Travis. <laughs> yeah. That it was all a test. Exactly. And that he took these meetings knowing which team he was signing with, and he took these meetings to see who would leak it out. Yeah. And that's why he hasn't made the decision because every team has leaked it out, so he's had to go back and reevaluate. Mm-hmm. That's how I was still hoping it was the Cubs. Because <laughs> we haven't talked, Shohei. We haven't told anyone we met with you. Exactly. Because we haven't met with you. But <laughs> we didn't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, we didn't tell anybody because it didn't actually the happen. The Cardinals didn't tell anybody they met with them either. Exactly. So. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> By the way, before we close out this show, Travis, uh-huh. uh, Caitlin Clark. Yeah. Closing in on 2,000 points for her college career. Yep. If she keeps up her pace right now, Travis, mm-hmm. she will break that number and possibly the scoring record of all time coming up at at Iowa against Illinois. Ooh, at Iowa, though. At Iowa against Illinois. I know. I wish it was at Illinois. I know. But Been cool. it'll be a home game taking on the Illini. Hmm. So, there you go. So, that'll be cool. Yeah. Could be cool. Uh, man, they don't even. That's the only game they have against Illinois. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. It's a bummer. Yep. Mm. She may break it before then, too. So, Wow, I was going to say that's all the way in the 25th yep. of February. Yep. My goodness, but speaking of uh, Caitlin Clark, they're going to be on a television tonight on ESPN2 against yep. Iowa State. So, in state battle. And stay rivalry. Yep. The battle for Iowa in girls basketball tonight. There. By the way, uh, with the result from last night, KZ won the battle between KZ and Cumberland. That's right. They did. They break the uh, the yep. the yep. rubber match. Yep. And went to the, it went to KZ. That's <laughs> the KZ. All right. So we're going to get out of here uh, for the day. I heard this song earlier, so I had to play it again. It's my favorite one of the holiday season, so... We'll get out of here. We'll be back for you on a Thursday. So enjoy the rest of your day. And uh, thanks for listening. Uh, Thanks for uh, downloading. Peace.